You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 97, recorded January 10th, 2021. The topic for this episode is the Immolent Web Lore. I am your host for this episode. My name is Orchid. You you said that wrong. It's Orchidu. It's Orchid. That's what I wrote on no, the No, no, no. Isn't it, isn't it it's, it's Orchid? It's in the show notes. <laughs> isn't it Orchid uh, otter-like chattering? Oh my god. I should name back in Steam. Now it's just Orchid again. Aww. I oh, know. Man. It's very disappointing to everybody, but people in my clan were like, who is this? And I'm like, who the fuck do you think it is? <laughs> no, you, I'm the you only should, one with the fashion emblem. You should rename yourself Orchid Like Chattering. Orchid Like Chattering. I don't Orchids don't make chattering sounds. If they did, Can it we... would be terrifying. <laughs> Oh my God. Flowers oh, that and... chatter in your general di- direction. That would be terrifying. <laughs> right. I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, and I am Elemist. Thanks, Elemist. Are you sure you're not <laughs> Elemist like chattering? Fuck. We've obviously not recorded in like three weeks, so this is just already starting. Uh, we have two special guests with us this uh, episode, which you've already been able to tell. Special guests, would you like to introduce yourselves? I am green-eyed music lover with a southern accent for some reason this evening. <laughs> and standing in as Drifter for just a moment because it's fun, this is Rendell Zevis. How y'all doing tonight, sisters and brother? <laughs> because you knew that that was going to happen. Or it was going to be Zavala for just a moment. <laughs> Oh my god. Spot on as always. (laughs) Before we get too out of whack, um, we encourage feedback. You can send it to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at heyitsorchid or at elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com or you can leave a review wherever you can find the podcast. Um, you can also, you know, find us in our Discord, the Lore Hub. Mm, mm-hmm. It's a tasty name. You can also find our info at thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. Special guests, where can we find you? Yeah. With you on Friday nights for Focus Fire Chat, you know, or yeah. even on the Destiny Lore audio file, which is where you can also kind of find Rindle every once in a while when I can convince him to do a voice for me. Yes, which um is let's be honest fairly often with uh how much stuff i'm able to do uh but of course you can also find me over on twitter where most often than not i'm probably either just lurking or shit posting it's not really a uh much of a barometer between those points is kind of extreme on either end and i occasionally will post uh writings up on ao3 yeah i didn't know that That brings us straight into our uh, Twoggle. 
Um, hi, welcome back. It's been several weeks since we've recorded. I've not spoken to Elmas in like three weeks. Hi, sweetie. How are you doing? It's been so relaxing. I mean, <gasps> missed you. I know, hasn't it? I know. <laughs> I know. My my weeks have been so relaxing. I have not had to hear your voice since whole right? time. Right? So, right? It's been pretty great. I've still had to listen to my voice, but so I mean... Well, it's not I, that relaxing. I heard your voice because I, I know I heard your voice because I listened to our episodes. I mean, this is where so. being a voice actor Likewise. is great because if I ever get tired of my voice, I could just switch it out. So that's true. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I have one voice. It's my voice. Well, your it's voice like is also Sagira, so I count that as pretty lucky. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty great. Except for um, she's dead now. I'm dead mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but I came back from the grave to leave a message. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to talk about that yeah. at some point? Because that I have mixed feelings about. Not that about you came back from the grave. Yeah, not about you doing Sagira and coming back from the grave, but like Sagira leaving a message for Ikora. I just want Sagira to come back all the time and just leave messages for people so I can keep coming back from the grave and recording Sagira. She's not really Please gone. Do Please do that, Budgie, because I don't want to be dead forever. Thank you. I am calling it. Uh, I, this is utter In- spin foil, but I'm calling it right now. If there is part of the vault of glass where we're bringing Sagira back when it comes back <laughs> oh god I would be alright with that. that actually I would be fine with that I mean it I'd would be, be totally okay with it be I'm, just... I'm also mm. totally behind the idea that Sagira just sent out like 500 emails in the last minute of her life <laughs> just to troll everyone 500 emails just like she would. years and they're now, all like, like oh new message for Zavala Hey, bitch, you lost the game. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all, like, time-stamped. So, like, you see when it got sent, and it's delayed for, like, two years. Or she has it on a schedule. Like, she did a schedule send. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really confuse everybody. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh. You see, like, haunted tweets from her. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it gets to that point where it's uh, <laughs> getting about to Festival of the Lost. And there's one that's a super, like, Ooh, It's She's me, like, Sagira the oh, Ghost. I'm being spooky now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm a ghost. Ghost. I'm an actual Aww. ghost now. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be Aww. funny, actually. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretty into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you record anything like that, I'd be more than happy to ghostify it. <laughs> I know. I know you would. We have like a long list of things that you're going to ghostify for me. Anyway. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> anyway, now that we are back, um, is anyone actually playing the Destiny? Because a lot of people are like, I'm not playing the Destiny anymore. I'm doing other things with my time. So are you guys playing the Destiny? I have not played Destiny since 2020. Um, yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, well, I take that back. I think the last time I played it was with Blue and his son, just to help him out a little bit. But beyond that, it was, uh, yeah, I just haven't really wanted to sit down and play mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah, I, I feel that it's been off and on for me. Um, but I was able to actually get together and finish off the Descendant seal, the Deepstone Crypt seal. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Very nice. Got that Tuesday, the first day that anybody could get the seal. 
Um, but like outside of that, and I like I finished Iron Banner quests for two different characters, and I just I haven't really touched it since. Yeah. Iron Banner, I heard, was interesting this week, but it's kind of always interesting. Yeah. Oh, Iron Banner has been a real thing this week. So I've heard. Yeah. I've been playing it a fair amount. Um, I mean, I'm kind of feeling uh, the beginning stages of fatigue, which is why I've been supplementing that by um, occasionally just popping into Need for Speed, which Orchid knows all about now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh jeez. Yep. Um. But mostly, uh, what's kept me going is that, uh, Sam, uh, Sammy Auburn, my wife, uh, has started playing Destiny. She rolled a hunter, so I have been taking her through and showing her all of the ropes. So that's been doing a good job at kind of keeping me in it for at least right now. You know, that's, that's not a cool. bad thing, though. Like, bringing somebody else in can help reignite some of the things that you enjoyed in the original t- playthrough. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I've been playing Stardew Valley. That's so relaxing. Right? It's such a relaxing game. Yeah. I love the music mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a friend who's been playing it on and off, so if he's not, like, actually streaming it, he's been, like, playing it in Discord for us. Nice. And so I've had him, like, alt-tab so I can just, like, hear the music and, like, look over and, like, watch him farming something. (laughs) Yeah, and fishing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's it's just a fishing simulator for me. It is. That's how I play it. Oh, my gosh. It's been one of those things, like, when the video game is just way more relaxing than real life at the moment. Right. (sighs) Yeah. That's totally true. I've been playing Escape from Tarkov because I've been playing that game for about two and a half years now. (laughs) I don't even know what that game is. And everyone's been like talking about it because Mylon's been playing it on streams. Now everyone's getting into it. And I'm like, but I've been playing it forever. I'm the original. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely not. I'm super trash at that. I was playing Tarky before it was cool. Um,. (laughs) <laughs> I was playing Tarky when I would rage about it. I it's, it's my rage game because um it's very realistic and you you probably escape or win like a third of the time. Yikes. But every single time you die you lose all your stuff. Mhm. So it's uh it's a very steep learning curve. And, see, and there's no directions. You have to kind of figure it out as you go along. And see, I just don't like that aspect. Like if that I, there's no direction. No direction yeah. Well, no, no, no. The the die and lose all your stuff. I mean, the- you um you lose it. You lose whatever you go in with. So right. you have your own vault and things, and your own like bunker you can upgrade. Right. But yeah, whatever you go in with, you lose. So don't go in with things you want to keep unless you're pretty certain that you're going to be able to escape. Jeez. I always go in with like pretty much nothing because I die so often I don't really have anything. (laughs) (laughs) And see, I've been playing Pokemon and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I finally finished the, the Mystery Dungeon dx that got released for switch oh neat and there's a ton of shit that just unlocked post game and i'm like well was not expecting that (laughs) Mm. 
I didn't like, know post they... game. Yeah. In like a Pokemon. Yeah. Like it's like it's end game Pokemon. Yeah. Stuff. End game like raids. Have, like, Sam will tell you, end game Pokemon is a very real thing. Oh my god! What? Yes. And I'm. You okay. can dive into breeding for competitive Pokemon and Battle Tower and like all that kind of stuff for regular main series. Um, the Mystery Dungeon stuff, it unlocked all the legendaries that you can have join your team. Uh-huh. So now I get to go hunt down Mewtwo, Mew, Celebi, um, Rayquaza, Jirachi, all oh. of the legendaries. Does it just oh, okay. gives it a little bit more access to them rather than just getting lucky? Or is it are they just completely locked out until you can go and do the end game process? It's pretty much locked out until you finish the campaign, and then it's like, hey, you've unlocked all these dungeons. Go do them. Gotcha. And some of them have, like, 99 floors, and I'm lucky to get through 10. So it's like I'm having to go through and do a bunch of other stuff to level my characters up and then jump in. It's a real task. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. I mean, like it sounds like fun though. Yeah, if it's keeping you occupied, it it has been. I am playing Destiny though. I've been trying to like level up my hunter. Oh really? Oh yeah. I've been playing my hunter before my Titan, which is like kind of want to just come in there and troll you then. Uh, it is a very steep learning curve. I've had a friend like help me this morning because I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Oh, Hunter, I thought was easy mode though, right? Yeah, Hunter's easy mode for babies. No, Hunter jumps are stupid. No, Hunter's, Warlock Hunter's, jumps are stupid. Hunter jumps are dumb. <laughs> me being a Titan main, I can transition to Hunter easily. Warlock, yeah. what the fuck? I, mean, I can transition between Titan and Hunter just fine, but Warlock is just the falling. They just fall. They don't jump. They fall. I don't know. Is it just exactly. me that's like exactly. okay with playing any class? Is that is that just what's going on here? It's remembering for me. It's remembering that um, that I have dodge available yes. to me. So that's the thing that I keep. I'm like, oh yeah, I can dodge out of this. Like, why am I not moving yeah. as fast as I can? On my that's warlock? me with warlock and wells of radiance, or like banner shields with titans. Just like, oh wait, shit, I can do that. Fuck, <laughs> why am I not? Well, yeah, I'm still in ugly stage of like trying to like level uh... up my gear. I'm just, I moved my guns over, but I'm still in like ugly armor stage. So. Mm-hmm. I'm in, like, that very unhappy, like, ugh, I look like trash stage. Do so. we have a date when they're going to do the... Transmog? What is it called? Yes. Transmog um, 2.0. Or... It's supposed to be in, like, two seasons or something. Okay, so they pushed it back further. I knew they didn't release it with Beyond Light, and they had talked about releasing it later, but I didn't hear a date ever. It was like, what season Last... are we in right now? 12? Yeah, we're in season 12. I think it's season 14 is when they're supposed to release it. So, okay. season last, after next. And I remember that from a TWAB a while ago. Last I had heard, like, they were just talking about how it would work. They didn't actually talk about when. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was season 14. I could be mistaken. Fingers crossed. I would like to wear what I'd like to wear and not get stuck wearing what I am wearing. Right. Yeah. Because I've had plenty of armor that drops and it's good stats, but it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. I think watch them just that. do like a yeah. 
No, it's gonna it's gonna end up being a oh like pay five hundred silver to get like a transmog uh, like one set of transmogs for your outfit. They did or say pay, you know fifteen hundred silver. They did say that you can buy it with silver or you can earn it in game. Yeah, but it's gonna take forever to earn in game. Right. Yeah. So it's gonna be a silver purchase. Yeah. So it's all going to be just, you know, prepare to spend $200 on getting all of those transmogs that you want. Like, that's how they're going to make their money. Hmm. Uh, so. Yeah. Mixed like, feelings. don't think that this isn't going to be a cash cow for Bungie. Mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it is a free to play, I mean, so they got to make it somehow, but. Uh. It's not free to play. That's hilarious. <laughs> quote unquote free to play it's not it's not free i'm I'm gonna get really salty for a second i try not to do that on podcasts but it's not free if everything that you are playing is is like sunset because it's in like forsaken or shadow keep and so you can't even use it you know like all the old stuff you can't use in game and so you have to buy the upgrade to be able to actually do anything in the game they do like, have s- not, um, they do have some stuff you can you. play but it's I'm, not much i'm going to argue that because it's only that way for pc and playstation players yeah really? but you still have to buy xbox game pass so, so and that's still costing money so game pass actually has like the base game is free to play mm-hmm and then right, and the base game is free to play on PC as well. Each of the upgrades are actual free downloads because of Game Pass. Right. Gotcha. So here's, yeah. it's, here's it's the thing about that. A month, but here's the thing about that. Yeah, but you have to have Game Pass, though, so you're still paying A, money. you still have to have Game Pass. B, the season pass is not included in that. Right. No, it's not. I would so also... you're still paying for the season pass. I would also say, though, that the season pass, if you're not getting the season pass, you can still get season gear. You're just only going to get one of those rows. You're not going to get both rows. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And you're not going to get the transmog stuff that we can use now, if that is of interest to you. Correct. Elemist, I'm curious your note in here about being descendant. What is that? It's the Deepstone Crypt seal. Oh. Yeah. The actual title itself is Descendant. Is Descendant. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. A lot of people have been getting it. It's The raid is so easy to run that you can run it 45 minutes now, I think. Oh, jeez. Well, then it I is. need to actually get going and do it then, I guess. It's it's, it's a fun yeah, raid. It is a fun raid. It, to me, it, I it just feels like a to mix. I like reading. To me, to me, it feels like a mix of Scourge and Wrath of the Machine. Yeah, I can see that. And I think the mechanics those, like, are a little different than either of those, it, right, for sure. But right, mm-hmm. it but it instills those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you understand the mechanics, you'll you run it in just the same amount of time as both of those. Yeah. And there's a sparrow racing thing just at the beginning, though. Ish. Yeah. I actually am kind of hoping that they cheese they uh, fix the cheese for that. Why? Because it's actually fun running between bubbles and actually killing shit, and then 
figuring out your way you, while maybe. trying to die. Or trying Isacol not to die. Isakol and I. For you, not for me. Isakol and I too manned it. Except Just the first, you first don't section. raid, Orchid. Yeah, exactly. So fun for you, not for me. Exactly. So I mean, why don't they leave the cheese? You can choose not to cheese it. It's really easy. Just don't cheese it. Yeah. I, I mean, you are, bear in mind, Elvis, talking to the woman who got the raid exotic the first time she ran, so. Yep. That means I never have to do it again, right? You got eyes the first time you ran it? Yeah. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't like me anymore. That's I'm going to keep quiet. Rude. A lot of people don't like me. <laughs> but that's like par for the course, though. I'm yeah. going to keep quiet. Yeah, that's Elmas doesn't like me most of the time. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I ended I'm up, an acquired flavor. I ended up getting eyes on my is. second run. And uh, you got yours on your second. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but for like, one yes. K. I only had the actual key from the wish. I jumped in during the heart run and I got it. Nice. First oh, try. Jerk. I got mine. Maybe you my third jerk. run through that one. Mm-hmm. My God. Anyway, where are we in this? Um, yeah, so, Green, how's Destiny Lore Audiophile going? Pretty good. Pretty good. We're about... We have three weeks prepped and scheduled ready to release for DLA, and I've got three more books that are in the process of being submitted, as well as edited and everything. I have a few people that I need to recontact for a few lines, but I mean, that's always the case. It's been good, though. Mm. Lots of volunteers. We hit our 10,000 download mark. Yee! Wow. Yeah. And hey. according to some statistics that Blue sent earlier today, we are in the top 20% of podcasts listened to, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And Rendell, what have you been up to? Uh, lots of stuff for work. <laughs> That's just work. That 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 keeps me pretty busy, along with uh, certification stuff. But also have been doing a fair amount of recording. Obviously, the uh, yes. the bit yesterday uh, to anyone who saw that on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, somebody vex milk with or without pulp. The worst. <laughs> And then, of course, I uh, did another one that some people will probably never not will not hear unless you unless you decided to join the uh, Lorehub Discord. Then you can hear this uh, bit of audio that I did of Zavala that was pretty funny. So you did an uwu Zavala. You got extra credit for that. We Mm -hmm. had to show your favorite um, Destiny uwus in our Discord. I listen to that and I'm like, this is cursed audio. Oh, no. It's, there's no. so much cursed audio that he's done that you've not heard. Oh, and I have it all saved on my computer. There's plenty. I, I, I'm pretty sure that I she's holding so on to it for blackmail. blackmail. Like, I have so much blackmail. I'm just hoping that I can convince some of the DLA VAs to record just cursed audio that is not actual written lore just for <sighs> bloopers and things like that. 
Give me the word. Just give me the word. I mean, Green. You can have Sagira record whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, we did that. I did that one that I ghostified on a whim. Oh, jeez. What did I say? I said something. It, it, I, I remember her saying something along the lines of fucking cocklicker. They're on the move. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get into the line because it was like it was trying to get like they're on the move and I couldn't. And so, it was, yeah, I think it was fucking cocklicker. Yep. I was very frustrated. <laughs> oh, jeez. And he goes to fight it. It's on my computer. Somewhere. Yeah, now we just need to get an instance of Sekira calling uh, Osiris a twunt and we'll be all set. That oh won't take God. much. Nope. No. Way. Osiris, you twunt. <laughs> <laughs> there. You got it. There you go. <laughs> no, it, it needs to be something more like, Osiris, you twunt, listen to me! Oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> no problems. We'll do that afterwards. <laughs> anyway, should we go into a lore network ad since we've completely and utterly derailed? Yeah, now that we've, we've completely, totally now that we have completely lost the script, here is an advertisement oh for the Lore Network. Thank you. The Lore Network. Hey guys, it's Green from Focus Fire Chat. Have you guys ever wanted to listen to just the lore? Like, spend a few minutes consuming the lore in an audio format? Well, my new podcast, Destiny Lore Audiophile, does just that. Destiny Lore Audiophile is a podcast where the lore of Destiny is recorded and presented in an audiobook format. No commentary, just pure, sweet lore. Episodes will be about 30 minutes long and released every Thursday. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile, where the audiophile has a PH instead of an F. Readings of the Singular Exeget, Marasina, Books of Sorrow, and more are already queued up and ready to drop. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single performance of Destiny Lore Audiophile. See you there. Oh, that was the best ad I've ever heard. That was that was the best intro I've ever heard. Holy crap! <laughs> I know that was. I think, was. I, might just Elvis, clip I think that. we're fired. Well, I would have to say that that <laughs> intro to the advertisement was splendid, and the segue was just inspired. Elvis, I think we're just gonna have to have him do our ad for us. <laughs> right. Twist his arm. Uh, I don't need we, to twist oh, anything. Tw- twist to. my arm, why don't you? Okay. We still need to no. figure out what we're doing for an ad. <laughs> no, we've been trying to write one for six months, and we still haven't done it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, brief intro into the topic. These are web lore entries, um, and they were released at the beginning of Season of the Hunt, if you recall. Um, we'll be doing this episode a little bit differently. Um, you will see in just a moment. Um, I'm not saying that, all of this. I'm deser- decidedly not? not saying that either. Um, um, he wrote in the show notes, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. And <laughs> I wrote underneath, I'm sorry, what? So let's roll that beautiful bean footage, brother. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> I have so much love for you right now, Rindle. <laughs> uh-huh. Green, would you like to introduce your own audio? Oh no. <laughs> 
So this audio is actually created with the help of Rindle because Rindle approached me, what was it, right after this release, like a week or so. Directly after it released. Yeah, Uh, and he was like, hey... Yeah, because you and I, uh, before uh, DLA even started, I uh, mm-hmm. put together a bit where um, I did another web lore, coincidentally. Um, that was uh, Nakris and his whole interaction with Savathun. So, who else besides Savathun herself am I going to get to record those lines? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I basically just kind of looked at the web lore and went, you know what? I want to do this, and went, wait, hold on, I can't just do this myself, I need to get more people on board. Mm -hmm. So he contacted me, and we contracted, not really, we basically was like, hey, people from Termino, if you want to help with this, let's do this, and I'll edit everything, and well, Rendell edited a lot of the, uh, the EXO voices, but I put everything together and put it out for the masses, and it is still... As of right now, the most downloaded audio from Destiny Lore audio file. Oh, hey. yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, so oh, nice. you can hear Green. You have are you're a voice in it, aren't you? Or are you not? I am not in this one. I don't okay. believe. I think pretty much I had everybody just have volunteers. I'm in a few other things. I have plenty of recordings on there, but this one is purely the love of all of the Termino actors. And yours truly here, Orchid, makes an appearance in it. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, she does. Oh, yes, she does. We alluded to it earlier, um, but she was at one point going, I kind of want to be Sagira. And I was like, you could totally be Sagira. I can apply the filter. And so we did that over a couple of sessions with uh, me acting as director. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. yeah, it turned out really well. Mm -hmm. And, And bear in mind, I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up your ass like that was oh i mean i don't know if i like that <laughs> well no like it was let's be real quite it was very very well done i quite That's enjoyed a that. guardians of lore after dark kind of thing <laughs> oh god <laughs> going back and realizing what sorry. the hell i said damn it sorry i'm a i'm a trash person keep going <laughs> You're saying how good I am at this? Yes, suffice it to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. (laughs) Maya Shepard as Spider, which is the best spider I've ever seen. Oh my god. Like, jaw drop when I first heard the spider. I'll I'll be blunt (gasps) about it. Her spider in Termino is amazing. So (laughs) I decided that I was going to, like, look around for other voices. The first person that I contacted before anyone else was Maya. And just kind of going, yeah. look, um, can I borrow your spider for a little bit? <laughs> and they, thankfully, <laughs> were just immediately yeah. on board with it. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and their spider is so the best. good. Yeah. Chuck has the best spider voice, like, by far. Yes. Just can't even. I don't even know I how s- they do it. Like, it, it. I shared it with Julie, and she's not even into the game, and she's like, that is amazing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just the delivery, the very mob boss feel to it. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's because they wear a pillow. Yeah, yes. That's what they method do. Method acting. <laughs> method acting. For very it. much method yeah. acting. Yes. They have a video on YouTube. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll cool. have to share it with you. I know yeah. where it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've seen we that. Like, like j- they just like have a pillow up and just wrap it around with a belt mm-hmm. and just kind of lounge back in yep. their chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you got to right. get into the character. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing, yeah. Oh, and then, of course, there was the other bit that came about with that, uh, where, uh, a little bit of a flex, Robert Brooks followed all of us mm-hmm. <laughs> afterwards. The person who wrote it. Yeah, the, the lead for this season, actually. Amazing. Which, like, mm-hmm. I just remember seeing that in my um, inbox, um, and... Sam will tell Sammy will tell you that was a moment where there was some yelling that occurred when I realized what had happened. <laughs> you fangirled. Absolutely. Uh, they did. There may, there I, may I, have I, been a squee that emanated from my vocal tract. <laughs> I I would have too. Like that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. There's evidence of it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know there is. Anyway, um, please to enjoy uh Emelyn part one and two. As the narrator and Zavala, we have Rindle Zivas from at Rindle Zivas. Playing Osiris, we have Lee Roberts from at Pirate Monkey. Sagira was played by Guardians of Lore and FFC host Orchid. You can find her at Hey It's Orchid. Anna Bray was performed by the sassy Starcotic. Her Twitter handle is at Starcotic underscore. And last but not least is our Saint-14, played by Tom GLFan2184 Hayes. Links to the various Twitter accounts will be available in the show notes. And so without further ado... Immolent, Part 1 Wounds 1 Commander Zavala stands behind his desk riddled with documents to greet Osiris. Through a cloud-covered shroud... The reforged traveler fills the office with a delicate glow. Osiris, I am glad to see you are safe and with us again. Please sit. Stress draws trenches in Zavala's face, battle lines between worry and hope, duty and friendship, between survival and annihilation. Osiris meets Zavala's eyes. They do not scream traitor, exile, heretic. Instead, they seek wisdom to confide in another who knows burden. This won't take long. Osiris remains on his feet. Something is communicating across the forces of the darkness. Do not let Aramis blind you to other threats on our borders. I can provide operational support for you, but that is all. The Vanguard's focus is on Europa. We won't abandon immediate threats to chase cryptic omens. Osiris scoffs in disbelief. Since when has the Vanguard only been capable of only one task? He steps towards Zavala, thrusting a finger at him like a spear. How do you not see the tactical advantage of tapping into their communications? You know me better than that. We don't have the resources to launch a system-wide investigation. I put my trust in Eris. Fifty-seven Guardians did not return to the city. Dead or otherwise unaccounted for. The Consensus factions have their own agendas in light of our losses. And frankly, 
I didn't expect to see you answer the call either. I came, and now you tell me there is no plan. Perhaps it would have served me better to- I won't be hounded by absentee guardians and armchair tacticians. Zavala slowly places his hands on his desk, as if restraining himself from destroying it. The information you've brought me is worth investigating. If you want to help, I will give you full authority to pursue this loose end. The city's archives and support systems are at your disposal, but I cannot allocate additional ships or manpower to your cause. Osiris nods, realizing he had no right to demand action. I apologize. Thank you. He motions toward the window's reinforced glass. The Traveler's reforging was a sight to behold. His words have a faint reverence to them. Zavala turns away from the Traveler's pale light, his face dimmed. Indeed. I wish it was more than just that. These events were beyond us all, Zavala. I should have seen it. I just want to correct my error. I'll help you where I can, Osiris. Remain in contact, and if it is dire, I will point every gun at whatever fiend you uncover. Two, Horticulture. A siren has long wept over Io, mourning the death of a once lively world. The life left sweepingly deep in the cradle awaiting a wish to waken the grove. On wings of flame and golden skein, the phoenix settled to deliver, buried deep with flaming beak, a seed to blossom and draw watchers hither. That's pretty good. I mean, it could be a little less narcissistic, but you've only had decades to practice. It isn't finished. Stop reading my private drive. Fractals of color scintillate and split across Osiris's jump ship as it slips through space toward Io. His mind is still taxed from his last visit. He remembers, camouflaged against the rushing atmospheric bands of Jupiter, how he drifted along its evergreen moon. He remembers the deep wedge that sunk between the two bodies, dividing them. The pyramid before him. Lascivious tendrils of wildfire hue flowed from it like a grasping hand across the cradle. The image is clear as relived trauma. Io had been dwarfed against the blank angular pit seated in its atmosphere. His eyes could not leave it then. Even now, he feels himself falling into its gravity as they approach again. Have you sent it to Saint yet? Sagira flitters into view. She brings him back to the present, soaring across space. No, I told you. It isn't finished. Have you told him you're writing poetry again? He's going to have so much to say about that. Enough. You don't need to be involved. He badges me enough as is. Osiris's face softens as the words leave him. We have work to do. They lurch out of their jump. Jupiter's depth fills the canopy with pyrographic incandescence. Dozens of moons arc around the giant in careful, patient grooves cut into space over millennia of gravitational friction. 
Io is not among them. Osiris checks and rechecks coordinates. Sagira assures him that they are correct. They stare at the disparity together. The orbital readings of souls' bodies are intact, gravity unaltered, but the system is gutted. Four globes plucked from the skies. His eyes sink into the maw of eternal depth lurking in Io's place, an anomaly of darkness. Osiris stares as if looking into the pyre flames of a funeral, the corpse's uncanny familiarity, a stranger you half remember. There is only the gouge of Io's absence, a reckoning whispered and left. Three, Saturn grieves the loss of Titan. The cerulean jewel that once was had sunken into the gullet of the abyss, in its place an anomaly, dark and rimmed in gravitational lensing. Osiris tears his eyes away and fixates on its sibling cavity, a swath cut through Saturn's rings by Oryx's blade during the Taken War. Within the rings, the dreadnought sails in solidarity with the anomaly's orbit, whispering back in harmony. Osiris asks, Do you hear that? Turning to Sagira, he turns the ship's scanning array toward the anomaly. Like the tones Vance described, from the spires and then the pyramids. It was coming from the anomaly that replaced Io as well. Ugh, I don't hear anything, but I can feel it. Sagira cringes and constricts her shell flaps. Like a shiver down my metaphorical spine. <laughs> Osiris lowers his gaze. He does not want to see their failure or believe the cradle's tree, the forest, all of the Golden Age treasures so many had died to preserve were gone. All their victories, usurped and meaningless in the face of the enemy. For all their power, all their heroism, they had invited this fate. And when it came, they were not prepared. Phobos and Deimos order the grave of Mars where a rolling depth festers, hungry and reaching out to the little moons caught within its influence. The war mind buckled and yet somehow ekes out existence in hiding, a survivor again. Anna still holds on to a dead hope. She should be out in the field as a paragon of the old age, charging forward to lead unsteady neophytes like he has. Instead, she retreats to the city and lays her worries on Zavala's brow, promising a Rasputin perfected to rebuke the assailing horrors of the night. But the war mind did not stop the pyramids, and unkept promises make Osiris weary. At least Sloane and Asher confronted the onslaught themselves one last time. How he longs for that assured aplomb. To know the way forward, one must bear the torch. Sagira is silent. Osiris can feel the weight of each lost world shackle her hope to a blistering reality. There's no need to linger here. There's no reason to linger here. 
The ship drops into Sol's mighty star wind, the brilliant flames of the sun at their backs. Osiris's hope tells him he should find a subdued Mercury here, laboring under the angular shadow of a pyramid. But he knows his hope is a lie. The wound is all he can see, a pit ringed in flame. He remembers the vast nothingness he had witnessed in the infinite forest. He laments the loss of his clairvoyance within its coded halls. Perhaps there he would have had the answer to the question he wants to ask Sagira. Have I led us down this path? He tells himself that his last visit was driven by anger. Sagira had chided him for storming the lighthouse and ransacking Vance's possessions. They're my relics, he said to silence her protests. In truth, what drove Osiris to Mercury then is the same as what drives him now. Fear. Why didn't you tell Zavala about the lighthouses? About the tree? Osiris is silent. There are people that will help. This isn't the Dark Ages. You don't have to do this alone. When I have something to show them, I will. Right now, all we have are questions. So, where does that leave us? Mara began this escapade with her message. And I did as she asked. I can only hope the Awoken can provide more answers. Fond Distance Rain falls in the Dreaming City. From within a hollow amethyst cavern, Osiris watches the amber droplets pepper the ground and burst into misty vapor. Their subtle impacts echo off crystalline walls and meld together in escalating chaotic resonance that rings through the cavern. He could feel the sting of momentum dragging him to an unforeseen end. A million possibilities, and only a single chance to move through them. It's beautiful. I've never seen it rain here before. Sagira's words pluck Osiris from his stupor. The rain's tawny sheen fades from the wet ground. He thinks for a moment to ask her what she was saying, but airs his own thoughts instead. Petra was useless. She doesn't know you like Mara does. Sagira says wistfully as she buzzes back into the dropship. Oh, good. Back in the ship. Again. <laughs> you saw the look on her face when she read our data. She knows something she isn't telling us. Maybe she's just being cautious. We don't have time for the Reef's suspicions. They haven't seen you in years, Osiris. The same could be said for their queen. Osiris scoffs and raises himself into the cockpit. Unruly hive activity is all the intelligence Petra had to offer. When are they not? I can try talking next time. That might help. If we return, you're more than welcome to. For now, we're tower bound. Ugh, that sounds amazing. I can finally stretch my shell for a bit. Sagira flexes. Speaking of the tower, Geppetto keeps asking if you've checked under your seat. No. Sagira locks her iris on Osiris as he begins pre-flight checks. You're putting more effort in avoiding it. I'll do it. 
She flutters past his shins and dives under the pilot's seat. She emerges with a crumpled note tied in lavender frill and sealed by a crude wax stamp of a flaming bird. <gasps> he made us a stamp! She says, excitedly shaking vibrato in her voice. What does the letter say, Sagira? Oh, now you want to know what it says? Sagira? You just didn't seem interested. I can read it to myself. He will ask when we get back. Well, if you want to know that badly. It says he likes your new poem. Sagira! The tower crowd is dense and boisterous at dusk. Outside Zavala's office, Osiris can hear Ikora's cool tone clearly pierce through the thick doors. Her words are considerate, crafted. Osiris contemplates interrupting them, but they have enough on their shoulders. To the hangar. If you're headed to see Saint, I'll tag along. Otherwise, I'll meet you back at the show. First Anna, then Saint. Why do you always see him last? <laughs> he is the most patient. You've been busy. Osiris takes in Anna's hastily assembled workshop located within the partition between the tower and the city. Tools and schematics litter the room. Talking to me or yourself? Anna rolls out from beneath a disassembled exo chassis. Hard to tell sometimes. It's been too long, Anna. You don't visit often. She glances over her shoulder. Except to point fingers. I suppose we've both been busy. I'm glad to see you back in the tower. Anna rolls her jaw. I guess we have to stop running sometime. Osiris looks at the exo chassis. Do we? What are you here for, Osiris? Looking to make another mess for me to clean up? When the wall mine was overtaken, did you notice a resonant tone in the darkness's attack? Like this. Osiris plays a waveform recording of the lighthouse's song. I was a little preoccupied, but I didn't hear any suspicious tones. You experienced the darkness's assault firsthand. Instead of using that experience, you're dredging up the dead. Osiris, content only if he alone can play God. Anna swipes a welding torch from a nearby workbench. You should meet up with Callus. You two would get along. Run the tones through your database. If your pet project has any related information. I'll run it. The words sarcastically fall out of Anna's mouth as she slides back under the exo and ignites the torch with a solar finger snap. Next time you want to drop in, use the ghost fine instead. The tower hangar is still, its ships grounded. Gearheads and pilots alike wait in tense reticence. Scramble speakers buzz with static anticipation of orders from Vanguard High Command. Osiris turns back to a lone point of light, shining through the gloom. I do not understand all of this code. 
This is Geppetto's specialty. Saint-Fourteen's stance bent over a wide desk covered in data tablets. Holographic images of the lighthouse shimmer in the hangar lights. We could use the crucible right now. Your trials. This will be very helpful. You mean to stay, yes? I will. Long enough to show you how to implement the simulation. But tonight, I must disembark. So soon. Osiris tenses his jaw in forced silence. He twiddles with code. I'm worried about what Vance found. Saint places a heavy hand on Osiris's chest. Let go of your obsession. Do not leave chasing phantoms again. Phantoms? You think the darkness is satisfied? This is just the first move. I need to know the next before it's made. If there is something you fear, let me help you. We face this together. Osiris's mind drifts to the dark anomalies. Saint doesn't need another burden. The safest place for you is the tower, Saint. Time tends to renege on its gifts. So, your mission is dangerous? Osiris considers lying. Potentially. Then do not go. The vanguard already scouts Europa. The forest is gone, my fiery bird. (laughs) Saint bats Osiris on the shoulder with his palm. You don't need to disappear and go looking for another. Osiris smiles faintly. The forest is gone, and all the simple pleasures in existence cannot replace it. Sagira had told him once that life ebbs and flows, and in that ebb, he is still lost. How long will it last until Purpose rushes forth to find them again? Me? Disappear? He gives Saint a tilted look. I won't. I'll be back, and I will continue to keep Zavala abreast of my travels. And me. No number of tethers would keep him. Yes, and you. And you will answer my letters. Osiris skirts the promise. If I am able. Or I will send you with more of this candy corn, and Sagira will make you eat it. Please, no. Do not be ridiculous. It is delicious. Osiris fails to contain a chuckle. Saint embraces him. His mind is star-side, but Osiris feels himself relax. Someday, this will be enough. In the order of their appearance, we have Hey, it's Orchid as Sagira, Rindle Sivas as the narrator, Lee Roberts as Osiris, Victoria St. Martin as Zivu Arath, and Maya Shepard as Spider. So, without further ado, Immelant Part 2 Born of Wrath. Huh. Sagira patches a strand of light into the jumpship's control deck as they tumble through the black drop, stars twinkling out beyond reach. Something's in the static out there. What is it? Some kind of subspace transmission. Hang on. Sagira boosts the jumpship's comm receiver, 
It's Cabal. From? Osiris absentmindedly pushes a sack of candy corn aside with his foot and leans forward. Somewhere outside the system? Some pretty heavy encryption at work, but... There's a repeated phrase, a name. Kyadal? How many Cabal leaders still vie for dominion atop Gaul's grave? Let them grind each other into dust. If there are responses from Nessus, the Reef, the EDZ, she's calling the Legion home, or no, back to her bosom? She wants them to capture Callus to prove their loyalty, but it sounds like the Leviathan is missing. Their bloody feud continues. If Keitel is stirring up the Legion, the Vanguard will want to know their plans. One of the response signals is offering Kyadal tribute from somewhere near Sorik's cut. Some other weird noise, too. This message here. Osiris points to the on-screen readout of Sagira's scans. Kaitel sends an emissary to receive their tribute. The shore? We're not far behind. Eavesdropping or crashing? We'll hit them after the offering is made. I don't want the Cabal Empire to know we're tapping their communications. A horde of Cabal crowd into a crude shelter, assembled from several decommissioned drop pods. Green light shines through the cracks. A royal blue banner of Cabal make lay cast in squalid, bubbling mud. Sagira and her guardian survey the scene, perched on fallen ruins high above the boil. The bulk of the evening is spent silent. The only exception? Sagira's repeated affirmations. They're still just huddled around that rock. Patience is a virtue, Sagira. Osiris closes his eyes to the reef sky and waits for signals to guess at the darkness's plans. The stars watch, all the weight of jet black space upon him. He is extinguished among their light years screams in the night. Osiris stirs awake, his eyes open to the nebulous drift of the shore. Sagira, report. They're all still in there. 18 life signs, no shots, no one's even moved. I don't like it. Tired hours flit by, morning rises. There are no cabal skirmishes against the scorn, no metallurgists patching phalanx shields with molten slag, or scion lookouts tracing fire lines. <gasps> They're on the move! Sagira leers over the edge of their perch. The escape latch on the frontal pod dome bursts open and slams against the pod wall. Ten leave, nine unsteady forms in dull red, one vivid blue. They disperse out into the shore. Osiris rubs his eyes. Finally. Through the cracks, he sees them. The remaining ring of Cabal kneel in a tightly wrapped circle. A stony protrusion centers them. What is that stone's constitution? Pretty stoic, I'd say. Sagira, this reeks of suspicion. You're right, and I hate saying that. A moment passes as the tiny ghost directs long-range sensors to the stone. Oh, it's not a rock. It's hive. Biological. 
Osiris floats down to the acrid pools on Featherlight. Sagira falls close behind. He bounds through the open pod door. A celestial flame dances in each palm. Eight Cabal sit dormant. The Cabal huddle around the protrusion. Their massive bodies form a bulwark of trembling flesh. A soulfire pitch blisters through their turgid pressure suits. They are fixated. Bulged eyes rabid and screaming of rancor. Frontal plating blighted by hive barnacle growths. Hands tightly grip their throats. Slug rifles lay prostrated before the idol. Osiris steps among them without their notice and lowers his hands. Sagira breaks the cabal perimeter to scan the protrusion. Oh, creepy. They don't even notice us. Keep those spitfires ready. She turns to Osiris. Oh, this is the most vascular rock I've ever scanned. Osiris peers into the hive protrusion. Metallic flecks shimmer, and he sees a long and empty road. Meandering. He wants to plant a great banner over it, so that all may see. A beacon alight with phoenix flame. Looming in the nascent flamelight hangs the Terrace of Blades. The terrace dominates the road, its precipice at his throat. He raises the Dawnblade to meet them. Rupturing cacophony ravages his senses. I am the war you crave. Purpose eternal. A legacy in blood. It's full of soul fire veins. Sagira's voice is wind to Osiris. She nudges him. When you draw blades, you draw me. Do you hear the whispers? You cannot resist without invoking my banner. You're hearing something? Sagira floats near him. Embrace me, Blackbear, and be a god of death. Whispers. His mind clouds. One of the Cabal stands and turns to Osiris. Snap out of it, they're waking up. Sagira decompiles out of danger. Consume or be consumed. <laughs> the Cabal trundles forward. Osiris billows incineration. The blaze cooks the interior of the pod. Kneeling Cabal break free of their trance and stand in the scalding air. Of the remaining seven, two fall immediately to a hail of celestial firebolts. Osiris grounds himself and unleashes a cascade of arc across the massive lumbering legionnaires. Lightning bends inward against the pod's magnetic shielding. He holds the storm on them until pressure gel hisses and spits from their suits. Osiris exhales. Their smoldering bodies invade his nostrils. The scene clarifies. Horror, scorch, and char. Sagira.
codependence. So, you ready to tell me what that was all about? Sagira hovers just above the jump ship's control deck, piloting. I wish I could. I remember tracking Keitel's emissary, finding the Cabal, the night sky, then flame and rage. It took everything in me to push those thoughts from my mind. Osiris slumps in his seat. There is one clear memory. I felt the dark whisper that we've been chasing, like a needle in my spine. It must be at the root of all this. As his thoughts fixate on senescence, old iron words from the past ring in his ears. Soon the city won't need men like us. Lone wolves, Osiris. We die. Make sure when your end comes, it's something worth your might. Okay. The concern is thick in her voice, but she buries it. I sent out scans. Long range, short range. Anywhere that has a prominent hive presence. There's no way this is isolated to the reef. Petra, how were we so blind? Osiris muses. The hives swell in darkness as guardians run to Europa. The warning fell between her words, and I did not see it. That's enough moping. We're on this early. Maybe it's a good thing. I can't pull the Vanguard's eyes from Europa with hazy recollections and guesses. They have just begun to see me again, and trust is so thin. Resonance pings blip onto the ship's monitors, catching Osiris's attention. Signals from your scans. Ah, the moon. That's a much stronger signal than the one we found near Sorek's cut. Osiris shifts and raises his head. You may be right about our timing. We can end this before it begins. Open a channel to Eris. I've been trying. She's, uh... Well, she's not answering. Then we go to her. Oh, no. First that, and then it's a suicide mission into the Hellmouth. You are in no condition. Recuperate, and we'll talk. Osiris stews in thought. Sagira's words are true. He is bleary from lack of sleep. Then turn around. Osiris, I already sent everything we have to Petra and the Vanguard. I'm taking us to Earth. Whatever we are dealing with is spreading through the system's underbelly. There is one on the shore who knows those pathways. Surely I'm not too fragile to have a conversation, Sagira. I'm sure there are plenty of people in the tower who would be just as helpful. Osiris glares at her. I am not some doddering invalid. Turn around, or I will. This spider guy better have some answers. From what I've heard, it's just a matter of how persuasive we are. Osiris follows an Elixni associate through plum curtains and into the spider's abode. The massive dawn of the shore lounges before them. Welcome, most esteemed Osiris. Though you have not yet graced my chamber before, your reputation precedes you. Spider trellises his eight fingers together as his voice breaks into a series of gaseous staccato slurps. The literature you sent me 
very interesting, but behind the times. <laughs> I already have top men working on these cryptoliths, but I'd never... What is it? Ah, uh, yes. Look a gift horse in the mouth. His associates rush around the edges of the room. Cargo exchanges hands at a frenetic pace. Osiris follows their movements. A decorated associate approaches the spider and waits at his side. What is it, Arha? You know better than to interrupt our guest's audience. Arha glances to Osiris before quickly speaking in Elixiny. Spider slams down a meaty fist. Then go find it! Spider turns back to Osiris as Ara scuttles away. Apologies. Business interruptions in the aftermath of these trying times. <coughs> he gestures half-heartedly up. Cabal aren't the only ones having troubles, huh? Sagira jets in front of Osiris. I speak Elixni, right? She plays snippets of Cabal distress transmissions and orders from Keitel scouts to lock down encampments. She displays images of slaughter, graves, and empty Cabal fortifications. If it's hitting them this hard, your associates must be... What's the phrase? Oh, dropping like flies. Where is Osiris and his brilliant little light? Sagira. Of course you are. I see no reason this can't be a mutually beneficial partnership. Osiris steps forward. What matter do you need addressed, Spider, Sovereign of the Shore? Spider giddily laps up this title. <laughs> I know the cryptoliths are of the hive. I know the broods here burn Oryx's banners, and I know his worm skeleton. The one in Saturn's rings is awake. Spider throws his forearms into a shrug. My jurisdiction ends at the banks of the shore, of course, but not yours. Dread not. Osiris impales a wizard's head upon a stunted spike, surrounded by a freshly bloodied hive sigil. The dreadnought consul sputters to life, accepting his tithe. While Cade's old transmat zone is no longer in operation, the massive breach left by the Dantalian Exodus 6's impact remained agape. Entry had not been difficult despite the halls crawling with newly spawned thrall. They were young, and nearly a century of navigation through the infinite forest had honed Osiris's ability to remain unseen. The Dreadnought's systems present his living memory, chronicles and hymns recounting histories. It is a rat king of fading ideas, racked with failing connections and dying interpretations as Akka suffers a slow, final death, damaged beyond repair. But there is knowledge to glean here. Osiris directs Sagira to rip spokes of data from the console for Vanguard High Command. 
You found the most disgusting one. I'm not touching that. Dictate it to me. Osiris sneers and grasps the head. He navigates the recounting of the hive from Oryx's death. They are fractured, broken by internal power struggles. It leads into a recounting of Salvathun, banished, branded as heretic and set to burn. Many hive turned to her when Oryx fell. Many of those same brood lines defected as the darkness invaded Sol, sending Salvathun into hiding. She is still hunted by the hounds of war. Her pursuer has no local story to recount here, for it is yet to be written in blood. War's sibilant rises to wrest Crota's long foundlings from the Witch Queen's schemes, to bring unity, to bring reckoning, to bring glory. Luna will be reformed in her image. All tithes to Zivu Arath, all tithes to the black edge of her singing blade. I am the din of rapture. I am the herald of peace. My banner is known to you. Zivu Arath. Words spoken on compulsion. He takes his hands from the wizard's head as emerald smoke wafts from its orifices. Osiris slumps to his knees. This must be the echo we've been chasing. An omen of her voice, resounding through the darkness heralding war. A hive war god? This is bad. The third sister. She has finally come for us, and her champion seeks to supplant Crota's remaining daughters and Luna. That is where we go. Into the chasm on Luna. They follow the trail of signals down into the enduring abyss, through the nightmares of so many. He stands at the face of it for what feels like hours. The great, angular thing. The edge of night that plays behind his mind. Speechless? <laughs> Maybe they're not so bad. Her chuckles thin. They press on. Osiris wipes away silken threads of webbing above the shadow of Luna's pyramid. Braziers illuminate a synod of witches and wizards deep within the chasm. All point in alignment toward a monolithic sigil of Zivu Arath, set atop a cryptolith, adorned in blades. Her will, projected from some far-off, unseen cosmic hollow. At the base of her visage, a monstrous night, adorned with tapestries charred by scorching brands. There it is. Along with the entire Scarlet Court. Sagira's voice crackles. Crota's remaining children and their spawn can be destroyed in one fell swoop. What is it with you and suicidal ideas? We can't transmat out of here. And they won't just kill you. They'll rip out your light, Osiris. They're all here, Sagira. In one place. You're worth more than a bunch of hive nobles. Wait for backup. Let me go topside and call for help. No. We stop this now. Halt her here. It is decided. You can't just decide that. 
Osiris turns to Sagira. Go for help, but I can't wait for the Vanguard. I'll see you soon with reinforcements. If you're going, I'm going. She decompiles safely beneath his armor. It is decided. Together they make war on the Hive. Solar wings combust from Osiris's back. In each hand he wields a blade of dawn. The calamity of his inferno sends hives scattering in every direction. Voshir and her two daughters, Yishra and Ariax, turn to confront the phoenix. They're ashen before their first incantations complete. He paints the scene apocalyptic. Fifteen noble brood are reduced to cinders before a defense is mounted. Osiris sails through the air as daggers of dark power whistle past him. Golden echoes split from his body to cut down fleeing hive and soak reprisals. Kinox, last daughter of Crota, scurries through cracks between her rocks as her son, Ulgurin, and his cohort of lesser knights raise shields to defend her. Osiris extinguishes a flame into his palm to form a singularity of void and hurls a nova bomb that consumes them. With his other blade, he dives. He drives it into the ground, erupting a well of radiance surrounded by a phalanx of gilded echoes. Nobles shriek through their thralls to charge. Bolts of flame and arc tear through them as Osiris blinks through the void from one echo to another. Their advance breaks. He steps over their smoldering husks and turns the blaze to their masters. Osiris revels in the slaughter. Zivurath's sigil drinks in his fervor in the nobles' deaths. Laughter, not screaming fear. Her visage emboldens. The celebrant waits at the foot of Zivurath's cryptolith, unburnt. Osiris's echoes reconvene into him. Face me! He exclaims and steps forward. Zivuroth's visage emits a shockwave that thunders through the chasm. It rips away Osiris's well and throws him across the stone floor. His back slams against the cliff face behind him. What is this? Shock punctuates the question. He pulls against an unseen force to no avail. You burn offerings. I accept them. Zivuroth's will crushes the pressure of his light, seals the flames into his flesh, stakes his body to the stone on paralytic pins. Her image distorts in a concave canvas around him. The celebrant at its core, shadows encroach dowsing the borders of his power. Osiris focuses his mind on the spark at his core. Flames billow from within. Countless gilded echoes ripple from him, testing Zivu's hold, pressing vulnerabilities. The sun sings to repel the shadow. He finds a moment, wrenches a hand free, and unleashes the reach of chaos. The beam of arc tears through Zivu's sigil, Soulfire shards rocket away as cracks fork through Zivuoroth's projection. Unfazed, she does not relent. Resist me, Lightbearer. 
her will overcomes him stronger than before. The celebrant steps forward. A massive cleaver dangles from its hand, weightless. The beast carves a rune into the stone on either side of Osiris, its eyes locked with his. It nods to him and then turns to the sigil. All ties to see the wrath more dominant, endless. Its tone is soft rasp and soot. The runes kindle and harlequin gleam. Sagira's voice statics in his ear. One of us has to make it out. Warn them. I'm sorry, Sagira. Run. His words are thin from duress. The celebrant drives its sword into the cliffside stone above Osiris's head. The cryptolith erupts in neon flame. Die well, Osiris. The celebrant bows and withdraws from sight into Luna's depths. Wisps of light hemorrhage through his skin, trimmed in blood and drawn around the blade embedded above him, as if it were a nostopine spike. Sagira's voice is a whisper. I'm not letting them take you. Your strength Give Saint my private drive. Osiris exhales and closes his eyes. He sees himself in a million permutations, each path a life in glimpses. He takes what he can from them, not enough to savor, but enough to be immortalized in nostalgic haze. In one, he is a blazing warrior, driving back the horrors of the longest nights. Another, a vigiled gargoyle atop the infinite forest a grizzled elder overseeing keen disciples. In so many, he is dead. But there is one where Osiris finds happiness. He finds a time away from strife. He finds Saint, a dream of warm serenity, the peace to his purpose. With Saint, there is a future that could have been enough. So many unlived moments lost between calls to action. He wishes Sigira had not come to watch him die. His faithful companion, his guiding starlight, his hope, his humanity. Sagira, for as many lives as we had, you were always my better. His light is breaking. Cyrus, why don't you ever listen to me? She compiles in front of him. What are you? Shut up! Listen to my words. Her iris is bright with light. There are great things still left for you. Don't lose hope in the darkness. She is luminant. Osiris breathes the world as if he could hold it back. He would understand in time. She had seen it. Blinding light erupts from Sagira's core as she splits apart. A wave of light surges and tears across the chasm. Her sacrifice cleanses every trace of Zivu Arath's presence. The sigil erased. The cryptolith that supported her projection 
destroyed. Osiris draws breath alone. The Aegis of Segura's light stands strong in the shadow of the pyramid for days. So, it starts out with um, Zavala and Osiris actually talking. Um, Osiris heads to Zavala's office, and I, I actually like how um, they're talking about the, uh, the vaulted planets. Mm-hmm. 57 guardians did not return to the city, dead or otherwise unaccounted for. Um, it's fair to say that they get into a pretty heated discussion, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely what I got out of it, and is certainly how I played the part. Well, and, and I mean, especially since there's literally 57 guardians that were listed as potentially dead. Zavala's feeling the weight of that and Osiris is just coming in and doing his normal shtick and Zavala's just not having it. Well, I mean, Osiris is wanting the go-ahead, isn't he? Like, he's wanting to be able to go and investigate the way he wants to and yeah, asking for essentially operational support in some ways, plus some. But since... Some of the guardians are dead. Zavala doesn't want to risk anybody. Yeah, and, and it's especially like after Osiris has this whole that whole bit of like, since when has the vanguard been capable of accomplishing only one task? And that just kind of to me was the moment of just like, oh no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially because at least canon wise, I have uh, it's not really concrete. If you wanted to like look at it from a serious perspective of how many guardians there are supposed to be, but yeah, f- losing nearly sixty is definitely not an insignificant loss uh, when it comes to the city's fighting strength. That like that's got to be right huge. Right. Can we talk about how Osiris then gets back into writing poetry? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's my favorite part. Osiris gets um, back into writing poetry, and Sagira's just like, you've shown that to Saint, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Saint really wants that poetry. <laughs> Here's a question that I have, though, is this poem, is all of his prophecies essentially just him writing poetry back in the day? Or just... I, I think so. Like, looking back at some oh of the my oldest God. of the Osiris. I believe it. It's like his emo stage writing poetry about how everything is going to fall apart. Yep. Yep. It's the stuff that he wrote on his binder in high school. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like Saint saw it and liked it. Had a thesaurus hanging out in his backpack while he was (laughs) like uh, listening to oh god, what were what were kids listening back? To well, when we were in high school, if they were in the golden age, I don't know, Third age. Eye Blind. What were they listening to? <laughs> Lincoln Lincoln Park, Park, Third Eye Blind. Well, yeah, no, no, but no, but I'm, but it's like he's the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> writing, have, writing poetry. Is he's like looking taste. up in his little thesaurus. Okay, what is a word that I can use as Backstreet Boys is blaring in his his <laughs> iPod? Oh, <Lord. laughs> oh man, his first gen iPod with the click wheel. <laughs> 
my god. Nah, man. It's all about that outdated technology. He's he's using a Zune. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Zune is totally <laughs> Osiris. I forgot. Can't I forgot go mainstream, man. As he's listening to Green Day, just like bro- Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> God, the fuck. <laughs> oh my! I God. can't even. Like, it's, I've now got that image in my head, and I won't be able to get it out. Thank you, you three. No. Yes, yeah. it, it, it's just a playlist of that in Lincoln Park, and. <laughs> <laughs> he no, he likes limp biscuit. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Kid Rock. That biscuit ain't limp. <laughs> <laughs> Not when he's around Saint Fourteen. Oh, <laughs> oh, are we going there already? Okay. I mean, I'm always there, sweetie. Yeah. Oh, that's I know. True. I know. You were the one who was specifically saying that, that you know that relationship lives rent free in my head. Oh yeah, you were the one who was specifically saying that it's kind of amazing how Saint has this whole mercury themed area and a oh i don't know phoenix sized space that could easily be there (laughs) for easy access yeah exactly where is he hanging out by cora behind a pole (laughs) yeah he is kind of acting like a little emo kid in the dark right now he won't even talk to you up until yeah. like a couple weeks ago, I didn't even realize Osiris was actually at the tower. Somebody else told me. I didn't know either. That's because he's hiding behind a pole like a bitch. Yep. Well, because like I, mean, I, the last time I saw Ikora was because I had to give her cookies. Before that, I hadn't seen her since like Season of Undying, I think. I only go over there if I'm going to get like clan stuff. Honestly. I haven't and gone and then I'm told that like. And- Oh months. my god, I only go over there to pick up clan stuff and because I want my powerful gear. That's it. That's the only reason why I go over there. Yeah, and of course he's just hanging out behind his pole listening to his Zune with like his My Chemical Romance <laughs> and Taking Back Sunday yeah. mixtape. You oh know, though, there's, he is. There's a little bit of Panic at the Disco and 30 Seconds to Mars to there. You know, we're not going to judge. On Muse. <laughs> he is pretty reticent to engage in any sort of like real connection though like even with Sagira still yeah yeah he doesn't want to be seen as weak I'm guessing I don't know it's hard to tell what his motivation is for a lot of this because that's he's just... actually a great point there that's a lot that I got out of it too is that it's just yeah he doesn't want to be perceived as weak like he was the warlock vanguard he should be able to handle this speaking of that that takes him to with the the scan that sagira ends up doing mm-hmm. yeah uh, when they do the scans and they realize they look at all the planets that are gone and then there's just nothing left for any of them yeah all there is is just like a weird gravitational distortion that you know, somehow mm-hmm. means that everything is still you know together it, it is, but it's not. Exactly. Which is, I mean, upsetting to him. Well, and, and but the, the thing that gets me is there's an entry here, or part of one of the entries. Uh, the orbital readings of Sol's bodies are intact, gravity mm-hmm. unaltered, but mm-hmm. the system is gutted, four globes plucked from the skies. Which means that they're actually still there. Because mm-hmm. if the gravity was still 
there, the mass is still there. Right. And if it's anything like what we learned with Asher when in, what was that book with the exigent? Um, yeah, the singular, singular exigent. So when Asher fires that rocket out there, the thing disappears, like just gone, but it's still there. Like he can still sense it. Right. So that exactly. would absolutely say that, hey, they're gone. We can't access them, but they're still there and our solar system isn't going to fall out of weird orbit or things aren't going to mm-hmm. be that far out of whack. Yeah. Right. Of course, yeah. there is the other uh, regular destiny explanation for all of this. Magic. Space magic. Space magic. Space magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, that's I what it boils down to. Science. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, yeah, I, I don't like to think too hard about the space magic because then my brain goes, but yeah, <laughs> but I, I do agree that it, it directly relates back to Asher's story in uh singular exegete. Yep, it's just, I there's something so blocking our visuals of it. Right. And then we get into him and Segura going to see Petra. And, of course, he thinks Petra is worthless. How much you want to bet she already knows, though? Like, she talks about it. She, I mean, we realize in the second part, now that we've heard it, um, that she does know. Because she talks about the hive and the hive thrive in darkness. Hmm. Um, That if the hive are making moves... Because that's all that she lets them know about. That she does know. And I think, like, what she told them was very useful. But it's always he cryptic. gets frustrated. Yeah, it's she's always very cryptic. But I think she, um, she always holds things close to her chest. And I don't think she trusts Osiris very much. Probably you know, not. I don't know. I don't know how well they know each other. Well, Mara does know about all the stuff going on, too. Like, we... Right. If yeah. Petra knows what's going on, Mara does, too. And it's really... It's going to be up to Mara what gets disseminated mm-hmm. in the long yeah. run. Because even though she's taken off, I'm sure that she still has contact with Petra. Though we don't oh, know yeah. for sure either way at this point. And let's be honest, even if she uh, continued to have contact with Petra, she's probably not going to tell us. Probably not. No. She's worked with Osiris before. Osiris is who she mm-hmm. worked with for the King's Fall raid. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It may not be to her benefit this time, more so. Right. And then he goes back to the tower... Mm-hmm. Sagira needles him about going seeing Saint. I like how he always sees Saint last because he's the most patient. Mm-hmm. But that, that is, I mean, like, uh, cop out. It's so cute. It's a cop out, but I think it's just because he's afraid to go see Saint because Saint's going to call him on his bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- I kind of read it as that. If I'm going to be completely honest about this, just like. Yeah, I mean, he's the most patient, but, I mean, if I'm gonna... I know he's gonna call me out on my bullshit, so... Well, then and, you and have... I, I kind of I read that differently. I I read it that he 
sees Saint last because he doesn't want to interrupt his time with Saint to go see everybody else. It could be. You know, that is a good point. That's a really good point. And by the the same token, by the same token, going along those lines, he knows he's the most patient. So, I mean, if even if he gets Mm -hmm. word that Osiris is back in the tower, yeah, he'll wait. Yeah. Because he knows that, you know, they're going to have an hour to just sit there and enjoy each other's company and talk and whatever else. Right. Yeah. We know where Anna ends up, at least in part. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the in next part. section. And we know she's working on um, on Rasputin. Ra, mm-hmm. ra, Rasputin. Exo-putin. I mean, we know she's been obsessed with it. Yeah. Rasexo. Yeah. And she is super disgruntled. Like, it's two disgruntled yeah. guardians <clears throat> really not happy with each other. And she's disgruntled, but I mean, I don't, I honestly don't understand why she's so disgruntled with him. I think that with Anna. Like, is she just taking oh, maybe? her? Is she taking her just frustration out on him? I could see that. Because well, I. She mentions looking for another mess for me to clean up. And I'm trying to think of what messes Anna cleaned up for Osiris. I don't think she cleaned anything up for him. That's my problem. Well, Twilight, was it Twilight Gap? Wasn't, because didn't he, was he the one who left during Twilight Gap? Or, because uh, she was there too. Because, yeah, Osiris either had left prior to that or like just after Twilight Gap. Girl holds that's... a grudge then, because that's freaking yeah. years ago oh yeah but, I, but yeah. I mean if you're alive for as long as guardians are i mean what else are you gonna do yeah but hold yeah or hold grudges is really shitty if you're alive forever also i mean it is mm-hmm. don't get me wrong like but... hmm. i don't know it for me it felt a little out of character for anna i mean she's i don't know Osiris has been, had been exiled from the tower, and then Anna was essentially ostracized as well for her dealings with the Rasputin and going off and doing her own thing and looking at her past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah, know, it, it feels a little weird. I'm, it does make me wonder if part of the reason that um, that Anna was so under the microscope when all that happened was because of everything that had happened with um, Osiris, though. Like, one of those kind of instances wherein, like, okay, we just had this whole dealing with this guy who, you know, the people, like, took as a prophet uh, because he was off doing his own thing. So, oh, wait, hold on. What's this hunter doing uh, investigating her past? No, we're not going to go through this again. Right. Elmas, do you were going to say something? That could be it. Um... See, I'm I'm just wondering if Anna acting a little out of character here is more of foreshadowing based off of like the dark future lore book. Mm. That oh, too. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause they're they're starting to show, hey, something is going on with Anna, and then we've got the dark future lore book, which comes in and it's like Anna goes full on dark side. Well, she goes mm-hmm. on dark side in a an alternate future though in the dark future right Right. it just shows that she has the capability of doing that right 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 but if she's acting out of character here Mm. it it Mm -hmm. starts that 
that train of thought of like, could she go down that same path? Right. It's possible. I mean, there is also the fact that it's basically, you know, Osiris showing up to just be like, hey, uh, know that you're working on Rasputin. Can I just use him as, uh, can I just Google something on him real quick? You know, just, uh. That too. Okay, Orchid. Go for it. Like, she's working on this complex machine and all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. hey, I need to borrow him for five minutes. Right. Like, the fuck, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as if he's just going, okay, Rasputin. Yeah, and I just, that's why, that's my problem with, like, with her motivation and, like, her treatment of Osiris is, I don't know. I, I find it, like, a little sus. The whole, her whole everything is sus to me mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> uh, well, I don't that's know. A if that sus. makes sense. It's, it's, I don't know. That was the only thing that really kind of like raised red flags to me in like in the entirety of part one was Anna's treatment of Osiris. Which is funny because the thing that the internet blew up about is the part that I was fully expecting you to lead this whole thing off with and it's right. next. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. No. After you, you were this the- This is your part. This is your thing. <laughs> <sighs> like almost a full year of this i know simping for that, saint and osiris that oh that that they're that they're in a relationship mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. yeah is that is that what we're is that what you guys yeah. were waiting for me yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes so i could rub it in everyone's faces mm-hmm. that i was right yep Mm-hmm. Orchid was right for almost is this an entire Orchid year. Was right, um, th- th- this uh, is party number two. Th- this this is this uh, podcast title. Is this my- has officially been renamed from Emlent to just Orchid or was Orchid was right. Orchid was right. Orchid was right. Uh, victory. I am victory not doing two. that because her ego will grow three sizes the size uh, of you know three sizes bigger It'll than grow a blimp. three sizes three sizes that too day. big today yes it, because it will it be is. three sizes bigger than a dirigible no are you <laughs> calling me the grinch the grinch who loved saint and uh osiris, osiris too much <laughs> i like how saint is the easy one to come to mind well yeah saint is definitely the easy one he's easy on the eyes what can i say um Absolutely. no they're really cute i don't understand saint's obsession with candy corn because that is a whack sugar garbage oh, but... it's well, so cute thank you, you. It's thank so you cute. but the thing is he it's doesn't so taste cute. it I, I he must not be able to i mean it's really cute looking they're adorable together it's like I the bird seed of humans oh my god it's... it really is the bir- oh my god it is the bird seed oh, of humans except, except no it isn't except it isn't though because it just it, it's 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 just fucking sugar and oil garbage like oh it's wax sugar trash. i, I yes. guarantee you that you could take all the candy corn that has ever been made you could melt that shit down and you could run a car yeah it's wax sugar garbage but the thing is, yeah. like, Saint doesn't taste it, so yeah, that's He's just chew. That's what it is. It's the if oil it's, in the candy corn. It fits in his hand just like birdseed. <laughs> exactly. He's trying to feed it to his beautiful bird. What is what does he call his fiery he's, bird? He's, mm-hmm. he's fiery bird. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, go figure that Saint would have a crush on a man that has a bird head helmet. Right? Oh my God. Right? Well, I'm not certain. I mean, it's not a pigeon, but it'll do. <laughs> oh my god. No, I love everything about it. Oh my god, no, I love it. <laughs> no, I I, wonder... I, I'm here for it. I am here for it. Just I wonder I'm if the fiery bird has met Pigeon Lord. Oh. Hmm. Mm, I don't probably. I mean he was at the he was at the lighthouse, so Like at this point I'm just coming up with all kinds of bird spin foil. Your bird spin foil is really specific and weird. Like, are we really just hoping that uh, the pigeon and the phoenix adopt a crow in the near future? Well, yeah. No. no. I don't want that. <laughs> That's weird. No, I mean, See, I'm, they're, not I'm, gonna, they're not going to adopt. They want a third. Oh, oh God. God. No. <laughs> I hate you. You've ruined this for me now. Well, yeah, I'm I mean, collecting they, they, birds. I mean, we already have a warlock and a titan. We need a hunter to make a complete fire team, don't we? No. We, oh, you were. I am collecting fire birds That's for adorable. my fire team. It's going to be the destiny version of Birds of Prey, and I'm not really happy about it. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Wow. I never even okay. saw that movie. Now that you've made no. that, I, I suddenly do not want it. I suddenly don't. No. <laughs> no, you brought this. No, upon. no, no, no. This is no. It's like Charlie's Angels, except Charlie is saint. What? Charlie wasn't on but, any of the but missions, you need though. Three angels, though. How are you going to do that? <laughs> Zavala is Charlie. <laughs> Zavala. I was gonna say Crow is Charlie because Crow is just disappointed in everybody. Oh. <laughs> or, or or wait, maybe it's maybe it's something related to the hidden, so it's actually Ikora. Mm. Ikora doesn't talk anymore. She just shows up once in a while. I know. It would give her something to do. <laughs> she was so sad right. in that latest lore. Oh my god! Oh I know, right? Oh my god! That's so, what you get for getting email from like Sagira. <laughs> yeah, it just makes. It, I mean, it makes Osiris is emo kid. Yeah. I mean. Dude. Anyway, so um, moving on to part two. Now they've gotten since tre- I think we've beaten part one um, <laughs> with mm-hmm. a dead horse now. Yeah, now that we've gotten tremendously off track. <laughs> oh my god! So this is going to have to be like. Yeah. So two they are now speeding. They're they're speeding on. Where's part two? Link to part two. There it is. So they are now speeding on because they got a subspace transmission. They need to move on going to the shore. Um, Sagira is fucking bored, by the way. Oh, God. God, the boredom. (laughs) I like how you are so happy to play that. They're still all in there. (laughs) 18 life signs no shots no one's even moved if this were any more like a red versus blue episode then Osiris would be just asking her what are they talking about oh my god so they're looking at a rock and she's like it's a hive rock it's biological and they're very excited 
Um, Os- and then <laughs> Osiris, Osiris asks him, what's the Stoats constitution? And she's so bored and she's like, mm, pretty stoic. Pretty stoic, uh-huh. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. She's like, a geology yeah. joke. <laughs> I know. The geologist got to say a geology joke. I was pretty happy. Yeah, I bet that. so. Well, yep. that rocks. But I'm. Psh- <laughs> God. <laughs> the worst <laughs> anyway so the, they find the cabal the cabal are doing some like pretty sus shit and so they finally suddenly osiris hears a voice and sagira has no idea that he is hearing voices and we do not know who that voice belongs to. I mean, we got a pretty strong suspicion, but... <laughs> well, we do, but when we're reading this, we don't know yet. I know, I'm just, I'm just pointing out for... It's Zivu. <laughs> yeah, it's Zivu. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it's totally, to be fair... It's totally to be, Zivu. To be fair, the listeners just celebrate. heard this, so... Yes. So... Yeah. 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 The celebrant or no, Zivu... Tempts mm-hmm. Osiris with the power of battle, which is something Osiris has been known to enjoy from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he loses himself in it, in the bloodlust of it. I like how he turns to like arc power, also. Right, yeah. and void, like he's just multi-classing. Yeah, I... <laughs> he just he's just throwing supers everywhere, and I'm like, bitch. Like one after what the do you other. Think you're doing. Wait. Where are you getting your super from so quickly? Yeah, that's illegal. Like, <laughs> like what? Kind, what kind of cooldown is this? I mean, we <laughs> know they can super use times two hundred. Mayhem, yeah. mayhem, mayhem style. Like, did he? Is there's some kind of a mod? Is that the exotic armor piece that he's running? That just like unlimited super energy or something? Because that would be broken as shit. Be. Let's be honest. I want that. Right. I want it. Give it to me. No. No. <laughs> just no. straight up no but then Osiris and Sagira after that whole thing happens ends up at Spider mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes Spider plays like he knows what it is but he doesn't want to give him any information of course because of course. Spider yes mob yeah. boss is mob boss I like how he actually gets to go back to the Dreadnought, though. That was pretty I fun. I do like that they've used the Dreadnought, yeah. And they've mentioned things that we know from D1 in the Dreadnought, too. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. Cade's old transmat zone. Mm-hmm. hmm That was especially fun for me, who has a character that has quite a bit uh, that was done during King's Fall for his backstory and i'm just looking at this going <laughs> transmat yeah. zone everything about the dreadnought systems that they're just like living memory and i'm just looking at it going this is giving me ideas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of course osiris finds, finds a data terminal sagira it just nopes the hell out of there <laughs> she just is like mm-hmm. yeah y- you found the most grody one i am no you i'm not touching that yeah dictate it to me dictate it to me i'm not touching that <laughs> but then this is where they find out it's sivu for sure 
and that Osiris recognizes it. The third sister has come. Yes. Yes. So my main thing for this, um, and this has been kind of my question the entire season. So why now? Why has Zebul Wrath shown up now? Oh, that's actually a simple answer. Um, Is it just because like Savathun is just kind of confused? No. So and has been fighting. So you remember the interference missions from last season? I do. Mm -hmm. Savathun was interfering with those messages going out. The -hmm. darkness got pissed. So now she's kind of in hiding. And Zivu saw that there was a power vacuum, jumped right in. Yeah, because let's be be real if we're looking back and referencing the Books of Sorrow. I mean, they're family, but they show their love by fighting each other. Yeah. I would take it from a different angle. I would say that Zivu Arath showed up because Zavathun wanted her to show up. That because Zavathun's efforts kind of failed where it is, she wants to distract and thin things out as much as possible for us because now we're dealing with the pyramid, we're dealing with Crow, and all the stuff going on with Zivu, that it's going to leave an opening for Zavathun to be able to sneak her fingers in wherever she needs to. Right. And also, um, I did notice for the, it was the extra lore piece that was in the, um, was it the gift that they gave us during the dawning when you got the, the e-book for the, um, the lore? There was an extra Savathun entry uh, for the dawning ooh. that was in it. Oh my god, this makes my Grandma Thun theory... Isn't it better? I oh know, right? God. Your Grandma Thune uh-huh. spin foil. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I'm on board with Grandma Thune, by the way. <sighs> I mean, the thing uh, with us making her butter cookies was a little sus- suspect that we're using taken butter to do that, so... Which, by the way, according to the Destiny cookbook, <clears throat> is black garlic butter, so that would be disgusting. Oh my god. Uh... Ugh. Icky. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do love how we gave that to her. She took like one bite and just is like, "Well, the important thing is that you tried." Yeah. Oh, this is from the anthology. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, they, as one of the Bungie rewards, they released the anthology volume one as an ebook. Ah. And that entry was uh, slid right in there. I Which want is... so bad for this to be the thing. Yeah, we got anyway. we got to stop assuming that Sabathun is behind everything. It just gives her more power. Why do you mm-hmm. think I have such a hard time with it? <laughs> That's like your favorite spin foil. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, like that is actually my most hated spin foil because. The, the Destiny lore community says everything is Savathun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not always her. Stop it. Except it You're is. giving her more power. Yep. <laughs> Except it is. It's always her. As far as the okay. end of Emelant, part mm-hmm. two, it's just Sagira's death scene. Because... <gasps> It's just Sagira's death scene. Just Sagira's death as the climax to this tale. Mm-hmm. 
I did a good job. You did do a good job. You did a fantastic job with that. I died good. (laughs) (laughs) The thing, though, that this leaves hanging, though, is like what happens to Osiris after this. Right. Which because we, next we see him, sorry, next yeah. we see him in game is on the moon. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure things out still on his own. Mm-hmm. And then we see him as sad boy in a play of shadow and light. Because mm-hmm. he's real depressed there. Like, he is super uber depressed. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. he is very much sad boy at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. I mean, his ghost ended up dying because he took her into a place that they probably shouldn't have have been well yeah more specifically like he decided he was going to do that and he was too pig-headed to not listen to her yeah repeated attempts to tell him hey this is a really bad idea Mm -hmm. and now of course he blames himself for all that hubris yeah yeah but it is a good story it is yeah it was really so did we err at the point did you like it I liked that, one, they used a ghost death in a way that wasn't in-game. Though I do think it is a powerful story that should be told. It's not necessarily our story to see because it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with Osiris. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think by getting rid of Sagira from a management perspective is they don't have to worry about trying to hire her back on as a voice actress because Mm -hmm. money um they have a limited amount of funds for each season and it gives osiris a humanizing that i think has been much needed he's not just cranky old man now he's cranky old man that actually has a reason to be cranky right yeah Mm -hmm. brindle what about you did you like it i did i think that i Green like touched on a lot of those sorts of the points that I was going to mention on that personally. Uh, I think that it is kind of neat to see more about what the other characters we've been interacting or kind of doing outside of our immediate story. It's always kind of like a nice way of really fleshing out a world uh, like this where, you know, we see that there are other interactions, you know, there's that whole bit of Zavala, like, having to deal with, like, all these losses and, you know, political stuff that's going on with, the you know, the uh, factions, and they have their own agendas that they're pushing, and he's lost, you know, almost 60 Guardians, and that's weighing on him, too, and there's only, you know, two people in the Vanguard right now, so we don't have a Hunter Vanguard trying to wrangle up all of those individuals or doing whatever else that their responsibilities were. Um, mm-hmm. Even if we don't really agree with uh, the stuff with what we see with Anna, we see that you know she's frazzled with everything that's going on with Rasputin. You know, maybe there's something more to that. Maybe she's trying to bring him back, and there's some massive roadblock that she's run into, and she's basically just taking it out on everyone around her. Which I could see that being the case. Um, but yeah, it, it just brings a lot more life into this world, and it's very fun being able to really sit down and see more of this place. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people who, if we could go down into the city, I'd love that so much. Like, just to see, mm. like, all the people and kind of see what it is that we're fighting to protect. So, it's not quite that, but it's another aspect of that same kind of idea for me. Mm-hmm. Elmas, what about you? I, I can agree with that. I like that it's showing that... There's life outside of just what we deal with. 
and even more than that, I like the fact that this was our starting point for moving down the path towards Zivu instead of her. Um, <laughs> I just don't like Sabathun. <laughs> down the point for she who will not be named. Uh-huh. Well, because, like, she is the, the god of trickery, of lies, you know. But Zivu is the god of war. Right. Oryx was the navigator. He was navigating death. And we saw the fleet that he had and all the forces he had. And we took him out. Now we're going up against war herself. This entry actually got me excited for what is to come. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, I mean, of course, we have the Witch Queen later on this year. But, I mean, there's yeah. nothing saying that they just have to keep that Savathun. I mean... <laughs> Especially if you wanted to interpret everything that's going on this season as them being in conflict rather than uh, them being as allies. There's a lot of places that they could take this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We will see, though. I'm sure we'll continue to get hints throughout the season, as we've gotten so far. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I liked it, too. Mm -hmm. But I liked it for the whole, like, honestly, the Saint-14 and Osiris stuff is why I liked it. Even though, like, I read it when I was at work, both of them, and then I'm, like, reading part two during lunch, like, crying at my desk, and my coworker's like, the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, don't. <laughs> they're like, what? I'm like, shut up, I'm having a moment. Vindication. They didn't understand. They didn't understand. Yeah, I know. Vindication, but they didn't understand. <laughs> but... Anyway, um, so that was about it. I can't think of anything else that we'd have to talk about with this. Did we miss any like glaring? Em- were there any glaring emissions that we like didn't touch on with this? Mm. I think we talked about everything. I think we did a pretty brief summary of everything. So, um, shout outs. Um, Green, do you have any shout outs that you'd like to make? I'm gonna make a shout out to. The fact that on my Android device, I can turn off notifications for apps that I don't want to get push notifications from, so I don't have to see everything going on on Twitter, nor do I have to see anything going on on Reddit, because this world is kind of scary right now. So I get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. So I my shout out goes to the ability to be able to do that, and whoever decided that that was a function that needed to be made. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Google. <laughs> yes, thank you, Google. Yeah, Rendell, what about you? Do you have any shout-outs that you'd like to make? Pertinent to this, I'm actually going to go ahead and give a big shout-out to Robert Brooks. Um, I mean, for obviously following all of us, because that was kind of amazing. But um, mm-hmm. just for the way that all of this was put together and how it's really kind of expanding on the Destiny mythos is really cool to see where that's kind of going. Um, there's a lot of ways, story-wise, where this is kind of really reinvigorated, and it sounds like I'm, you know, not alone in saying that, um, the interest in, you know, where exactly the story is going to wind up going, so, um, yeah, there's a lot to go, a lot to see going forward, and it's making me very, very excited, uh, to see where this game is going. Right. What about you guys? shout out. Elemis, what about you? Shout out to Ishtar Collective, because that's where I pulled up the uh, the web lore. Everything. Everything. Nice. Well, yeah, I pull up everything from there, but... 
It's really yeah. awkward when you search for porn names that don't show up on Ishtar, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking up Saint 14 and Osiris, so my shit, like, shows up. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Searching for we're, everything. We're, we're going to have to compare a note screen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Rule 34, guys. Well played. <laughs> Uh, it is a and, thing. It is a thing. <laughs> and shout out to you guys. Uh, th- this has been fun. This yeah. was a good one to jump back in and and just have fun. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Let's go get it. Oh, oh no! It's nerf or nothing. <laughs> That's what that voice reminds me of. Finish him. Um, Oh, God. Finish him. (laughs) So, Orchid, shout outs. Shout outs to to you guys. Shout outs to our listeners. Thank you for sticking with us over the holiday break. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the little lores that we did. Those were a lot of fun to make for us. We did them all in one night. Um, <laughs> we got very punchy by the end because yes. we were very hungry. It was very late. Her stuff, uh, like I can't you. tell you how many times I had to cut her stomach growling out of the audio. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's starting to growl again. I'm gonna have to eat after this. Well, except you're not. You're just gonna wait and order tacos at one thirty in the morning. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with that? What's wrong with tacos at one thirty in the morning? I didn't Dude, say that anything. Sounds amazing. I didn't say anything know, was right? wrong with tacos at 1.30 in the morning, but, like, when you haven't had anything since the previous morning. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I roll, okay? I I do tacos at 1.30 in the morning. This is what I do now, because I'm suddenly on Australian time again. Yeah, I haven't you worked are. in the last, like, three days, so... Anyway, um, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. Please do not tweet ASMR shit to me. It's Orchid. You can tweet at Elmas at I underscore am underscore Elmas. Um, you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash heyitsorchid as well. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. Uh, you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews. Join our Discord, the Lore Hub, which we share with Focus Fire Chat. Mm-hmm. Um, again, special guests, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and in the Lore Hub at Green Eyed Music Lover. Or if you want to just kind of bother both Blue and I, just hit the. And Orchid, because Orchid has access to it now. Hit up the Twitter account at Focus Fire Chat. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, and you can also uh, listen to us on Fridays at 10 p.m. Central on Twitch. uh, twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat, mm-hmm. where we also do lore-type things. <laughs> lore-type things? Lore shit. Lore-type lore things. <laughs> yeah, lore-type things. Lore shit. It's pretty great. It's a good time. Yeah. 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 What about you, Rindle? Uh, Yeah, Rindle. What about you? You can also find me over on the Twitters, that is at Rindelzevis with no space. Uh, again, you can find my writings uh, over on uh, Archive of Our Own, also known as AO3. That is Rindel underscore Zevis, that you can find me there. And you will occasionally hear me, I assume with some frequency, on Destiny Lore Audiophile. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And that is spelled with a P-H and not an F. Mm -hmm. Correct. You can find that where you can find all of your podcasts like this one and Mm -hmm. Focus Fire Chat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone Mm -hmm. say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Almost say goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, guys. (laughs) 